I don't think I can say like I exhausted teaching on a, on a reverential fear of God. But I didn't sense to continue today, but most likely we'll be going into it uh, again and again, probably this year. But I have an exhortation to you. Remember in the book of Revelation, it says this, the spirit and the bride, they say, come. Even so, come Lord Jesus. But I do believe then, the groom also may be saying something. The groom and the spirit say, Come up higher. Come up higher. Out of the low places. Come up higher. God has high places for his people. It's throughout the scriptures. Higher and higher and higher. I, I, I like saying it in this manner. And Pastor Carl also likes saying it in this manner. That low, low places is not for God's people. Law service, law songs, just law. You know the song like, if there, if there is a song that is law and lowest, is Kifo or Kifo. You know, that's, that's, that's how low someone can go. You know, just thinking about death and singing about death. I mean, that's being law. Listen to this, church. Everything about God is up. Everything about God is life. There is no death in God. Life. 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 I may preach life, 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 life. Everything about God is life. If you are walking with God and, and, and walking with Him and being led by the Holy Spirit, let me use this one. doesn't seem like proper English, but your life becomes lively. There's no boredom in God. Boredom comes when people are not walking with God. But the glory of God, the presence of God is lively. Everything becomes alive in God. So come up higher. Say, I am coming up higher. <laughs> come up higher. Too many of God's people are living in the realm of the flesh. And some in the soulish realm and wonder why we don't see the glorious issue. He's not in the realm of the flesh. He's not in the soulish realm. Oh, pastor, but he's omnipresent. I know that. I'm talking about the manifest presence of God. When you live in the flesh, in carnality, and don't live in the realm of the spirit, engage in the Holy Spirit, you won't see much. Everything becomes boredom. I'm telling you, even at this time, while others are focusing on uh, the, the packet of hunger, the fuel prices and all and all of that, those who are focusing on God, they're experiencing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We, we, we saw that and we're still seeing it and I'm, I'm telling you, things are going to spread all over the world of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We've seen like in that Kentucky, in, in Osbury University. But listen to this. God wants to pour out his spirit upon your life. The things coming in place, like what we've been speaking about, the reverential fear of God, living a repentant heart, humility before him, and another one I've been speaking, I think, for the last three Wednesdays, giving him your time. Giving God your time. If you value anyone, you give them their time. Uh, I mean your time. If you value them in any way, you give them your time. And you get, you get to know a person if you are spending time with him or with her. So then, in Revelation chapter 4, you may think like, where did you get that scripture from? In Revelation chapter 4, the apostle, uh, uh, the apostle John encountering the Holy Spirit and the verse, verse there and after these things it's being chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 but it comes to verse, chapter 4 it says after these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying come up here 
and I will show you things which must take place after this. Would I say this then? The more we come into the presence of God, the more we are able to, say, to see the things that he's doing and the things that he's about to do. We can't see them outside of that position. The higher places, in the higher places, in the spirit realm, you're able to see things that God is doing and is about to do. Because the, God speaking, uh, Jesus speaking about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, one of the functioning of the Holy Spirit, one of the functions of the Holy Spirit, he says this, he will show you things to come. God wants to show his people things that are to come. But listen this, there's a position that you are supposed to be in and it's in the spirit of God. It's in the spirit realm, coming out of the fleshly, coming out of the carnal, coming out of the soulish realm and entering into his presence for us to see our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Another version says, come up here. And I, I like the Passion Translation says this, ascend into this realm. Ascend into this realm. It's available. Personally, there's something about mountains that I like. You come up to another, a, a higher level, and there's something that happens. I think when you went to Mount Kilimanjaro, just to pass the clouds, to be above the clouds, think like that day, Lord, when they will be ascending home forever and ever and ever. There's something about the clouds. If you love the, you like being in the valleys, you're alone. In fact, God found it fit for me to be born in the hills. Just found it fit, just that way, for me to be born in the hills. I like high places. And listen to this, God has high places for his people so that through that, we may be able to see the things that he is about to do. Listen to, to the, the message translation says, so the passion says, ascend into this realm. The message translation says, ascend and enter. Ascend and enter, and I will show what happens next. Ascend and enter. Don't just ascend. Ascend and enter, and I will show what happens next. The things of the kingdom of God become alive when we have known how to enter into his realm and dwell in it. I'll say it again. The things of the kingdom become alive when we have known how to enter into his realm or ascend and enter into his realm and dwell in it. Uh, if I probably if you've been attending here for some time, uh, I had, had the Lord speak to me some few years ago. Um, I think it was the, 25, the 24th year of my salvation. He said this to me, now that you have learned how to enter, you have known how to enter into my presence, I want you to learn how to dwell. There's one thing to know how to enter into his presence, but there is something else about dwelling. Psalm 91 says, it doesn't say who he enters, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Abiding is critical. What does Jesus say? Abide in me, and my words abiding in you. So abiding is critical for God's people. Abiding in God's presence. So there are things that become alive when you start abiding in his presence. In John 4, 24, John 4, 24, it says this, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Say, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God is spirit. God is spirit. Believe God for that to become a revelation. Because people many times are looking for God from the soulish realm. Or in the soulish realm. Or in the, in the fleshy realm. He can manifest his presence that way, but God is spirit. And the way he created man in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says, he said, let us create man in our own image and in our likeness. Let them have dominion. What did, how did God create man? He created man in his image and in his likeness. We also are spirit beings, have a soul and live in physical bodies. 
That's critical for you, for you and I to, leave, to know. He is spirit and therefore we will not find him in no other place. But he is omnipresent. I already told you that. Yes, I know that. But I'm talking about his manifest presence. I'm talking about the glory of God. Thank God for the things I have seen over the years. But there is much more. And I believe God is saying this. Come up higher. There's more I want you to experience. There's more I want you to see. There are things that you haven't known yet. But if you come to another level, you start seeing things by the Spirit that you have not known. Why is that so? Because, listen this, God has more than enough for his people. But you have to know and you have to learn how to enter into his presence. There are places mentioned in his word that if we do not come out of, then we'll not be able to enter into his glory realm. In other words, you know the word about separation. When you hear about separation, this is actually what it means. You're separated from and into. You're separated from, like we've been called out of the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. So out. So this is my point here. I'm saying that there are places mentioned in the word of God that if we do not come out of, that we, we need to come out of, then for, or for us to enter into the realm of his glory. And one of the places that we are supposed to come out of is the Bible calls it from the fleshly realm. In Galatians 5.16 and 18, 5.16 to 18, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. So actually the fulfillment of the last of the flesh means you are in the low, low areas. No one in any kind of addiction can say like, oh, I'm thriving, I'm praise God. Addiction uh, is, is bondage from the enemy. You can praise him at some point, but all of a sudden that addiction, the urge comes in and say, oh God, what am I supposed to do? It, listen this, up and low, up and low is not the walk of a believer. The path of a just man is as a shiny light. It shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Up and down, or up and low places is not the walk, or walk of a believer. I'll say this and I'm telling you, backed by the Holy Scriptures is this. Every year of yours and my life ought to be better. So I can say this then. Again, backed, by, backed up by the scriptures. There are better days than you have ever imagined, you can imagine ahead of you. But that is very critical for you to be able to know how to engage in the spirit realm for you to walk in those places God has in store for you. Uh, staying there, we don't have to go there, but let me mention a scripture here. In Ephesians chapter 1 says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. They're in the realm of the spirit. But then we have to know how we can enter into that realm and abide in that realm and manifest his glory in this natural realm. Therefore, this place that we need to come out of is, I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the next one, please. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And personally, I don't believe that spirit is the spirit of God. I believe that's the spirit of a man. That's not the Holy Spirit. The, the, the spirit against the flesh, I believe, is the spirit of a man. Not the Holy Spirit. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Go to the next one. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Look at this. If you are led, led by the Spirit, you're not under, you're up. Which law will you be operating in? The love, or the, the love of God, the law of love. The law of love goes to the very realm of God because God is love. You want to experience love? Go to the realm of God. I, I was reading about Saul. And David. You remember the, the, the story when he was um, 
following him and he went to the cave, whether he went to rest or he went to relieve himself, that is subject to debate. All right? But I don't know why he would leave the, the, the I think he had a thousand army men. And then he goes to the cave. Uh, the version say, the, the Bible version say that to attend to his needs. I think that is a call of nature, probably. Or did he go to slumber for some time? I don't know. But in all that, when he went in that cave, David and his men had been hiding there. What was the assignment of King Saul? The assignment of King Saul is to kill David. That was, that's, that's the person he was looking for. And then when he entered into that, whether he relieved himself or he took one up, David was told by his men, Behold, the Lord has laid, brought your enemy, now smite him dead. He said, No, I can't do that. Just think about that. I can't do that. I want you to see an old covenant man walking in such realms of God that God establishes him because he's operating in a very high level or a high, high level, which is God's, God's level. So he comes there, he has an opportunity to destroy uh, uh, Saul. But he said, no, I can't do that. I can't touch God's anointing. And then what does he do? He cuts a piece of his robe. And then when he comes out, so that you stop looking at me the way you're looking at me, I think I may have to do the rest scripture. Let me see if I'll get it quickly. Oh yeah, First Samuel 24. In fact, it said, David spares Saul. How many times had, Dave, had Saul tried to kill David? Many times. But look at this. Uh, verse. <laughs> I'll read a bit. Okay, let's, let's look, from verse, uh, look at it from verse 1. Now it happened on Saul at a time from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness in Engad. Then Saul took 3,000, actually it was 3,000, chosen men from Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild gods. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road and there was a cave and Saul went in to attend to his needs. What do you think that is? All right, you feel the girl. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you. It's not everything that people tell you is the Lord's. You say, yes, praise God, let's do it. No, no, no. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. And then, then this is the day which of which the Lord said to you, behold, I'll deliver you. You know, they're even quoting the scriptures. Can you, can you see that? How many believers do that? They quote the scriptures the day. He will destroy your enemies. I say, amen, let's do it. Not so. Not so. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. He says, behold, I'll deliver. And they are quoting the scripture. Behold, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I'll deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as it, is, it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened after heart, afterward that David's heart, David's, David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master. The Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him, seeing that he's the anointed of the Lord. Now look at this. This was like Pesa Pap. You kill him, Pap, you become the king. When it looks like the it's the best opportunity, listen this, inquire of the Lord. When it looks like it's the best opportunity, this, we am about to become a king. You better ask the Lord if this is the way you want to enter in. I had a certain brother and his, his wife were doing couples meeting years ago. And they say this, that when, when you are getting married to someone in the courtship time, you need first to be able to discuss so that you have a common vision. Because, and then after saying the common vision, then how you're going 
to fulfill that vision. The ways, in other words, you, ha you must have also not just the vision, but you must have values, same value system. Because you can get married, you know, probably during courtship, you ask your, your, your fiancé, so we have a vision to do what? We have a vision of making 100 million shillings in the next five years. And the, 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 the man says, yes, I'm in the same vision. But because you do not share values, then the man is thinking the way to make 100 million shillings, for him, he doesn't have your values, then he'll decide this, I'm going to rob a bank. You are accomplishing the goal, but are you, do you have the same values? That's very important. So listen to this, that you always, if there is an opportunity right in front of you, you have to ask the Lord, what am I supposed to do? That's the point here. Look at this. In verse 7, so David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise again a soul. And Saul got up from the cave and went out his way. Listen to what this says here. David also arose afterward, went out of the cave and called out to Saul, saying, My Lord the king. Who does he call him? My Lord. He never called him names that you can think of. He never called him names. He still called him, my Lord the King. Was he the king? Yes. But do you know what? The anointing had already come upon David. But just because there's anointing upon you does not mean that it's the time for you to become what God wants you to become. Many people follow after shortcuts. And if you follow shortcuts or you go after shortcuts, you will short-circuit your life. So, uh, behold, my King, the Lord, my Lord the King, and when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. What? Think of the names that you could have called the one who's been planning to kill you. What other names do you think of? Righteous? Holy? You think such names? Not so. Not so at all. Look at this, what follows next. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks your harm? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand in the cave, and someone urged me to kill you, but my eyes spared you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Look what follows next. Moreover, my father, my father, see, yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you. Know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand. And I have not sinned against you. Yet you hunt my life to take it. Whoa, that is, that is sharp. You had an opportunity to kill someone who is your enemy, but you are still acting different. That is a high level of operation. That's what the Lord says. Come up here. Come up here. Don't live in the realm of strife. Don't live in the realm of flesh. Don't try to, to fight it in your own flesh. I want you to come up here. There are realms of love. That just like, like a Stephen, he gets, people are stoning him, about to stoning him. He says this, he gets into heaven, he saw another glory. The realm of the glory. He saw the Son of God standing at the right hand of God. And listen to this. This was his, his utterance. Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they are doing. That is a higher realm of operation. Forgiveness is a higher realm of operation. Love is the highest realm of operation. Strife is being in a low, low, low place. It's a valley. You'll not accomplish much when you walk in the realm of strife. I'll show you something here from the scriptures. And then he says this. Uh, okay, go to the next one, please, verse 12. Let the Lord judge between you and me unless the Lord avenge me on you. But my hand shall not be against you. Remember, David was a fighter. David was a young man. David knew how to do it. But just because you know how to do it does not mean you go doing it anywhere or everywhere. You have still to listen to the Lord to guide you on what to do. What follows next? As the proverb of the ancient says, I like this one. The ancient, you see the ancient? Wickedness, wickedness proceed from the wicked, but my hand shall not be against you. In other words, hey, there's no wickedness in me. If it was, I could have killed you. But I like what follows next. 
I didn't intend to read these scriptures, but now here we are. Now, listen to this one. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A flea? Kiroboto? Okay. Therefore, let the Lord be judge and judge between you and me and see and plead my case and deliver me out of your hand. In other words, I'm not going to, to, to stretch out my hand to do anything. I'm turning this all to the Lord. So listen to this. So it was when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, that Saul said, is this your voice, my son David? No, I'm not your son. You can't be looking for your son to kill. He's a hypocrite as he can be. And Saul lifted up his voice and did what? Wept. If you walk in the love of God is such a high realm that people who thought they are doing something to hurt you, but you choose that high realm of God, they will be hit by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And listen to what this brings them, to a restoration with God. Don't try to revenge, no matter what anyone does to you. You are coming down to their level. There's another level. Jesus is being crucified on the cross. What does he say? Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they're doing. If man knew the redemption story by revelation, they knew exactly Jesus paid the price for them, they will never stretch out their hand to, to do anything, any harm against you. But because they're in the hands of the enemy, we always have to operate in high levels. Don't call people names. And let me give you an example. If you came out of the matatu and the matatu called you something, you know, the way they tell you to, 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 to disembark quickly, and they call you a name. Let me try this one, then I sanctify my mouth, okay? There's in a mother tongue, there's a, I had someone, I, I never knew this, in 1993, there's a guy, then I, was, I wasn't born again, and uh, we used to drink together. And, and it was, his, his brother was my friend, my best friend. And I remember being with him in Nakuru. And that little John, he was shorter than I. You can imagine how short he was. And, and, and John, it was when John started becoming drunk, all what will be coming out of his mouth is funda, funda. Funda in my mother tongue means a donkey. You understand? Funda, you know, you know, something like that. He always say that. If, if John started to say Funda, you should know he's drunk. He's getting drunk. I don't know why when he got drunk, you'll see Funda. Anyway, but look at this. This is my point. If, if, if uh, you come out of the vehicle and he calls you Funda, and then you turn back and you say, I love you. How will that be? If you said, Mwenyewe, you've come down to the realm of him. Don't forget that. Hata wewe. You've uttered. You've uttered. <laughs> You've uttered the same word that he gave to you. You may say like, you are saved, so you won't say the word, but actually then you'll be, you'll be professional in your insult. You say, hata wewe. You've come down to his realm. Let me tell you something. If you say that, you call you funda or donkey, and you say, you know what? I love you because the love of God is in me. Even passengers in that vehicle, they'll look at you differently because you're operating in a higher level. Come up higher. Come up higher. What happens to, Paul, to, to, to King Saul? Go back, please, over the, 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 the scripture before this. And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. Why is that? The triumph of walking in a higher realm. Look what follows next. Then he said to David, amazing words. That touches my heart. He says this, you are more righteous than I. So you see, if you tell the, do the, 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 the conductor, donkey, funda, funda, you, you, you are not righteous than him. You're just operating in his level. But you've come up to a high level and say, you're more than righteous than I, for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I've rewarded you with evil. That's good. That's love. That's God. That's victory. That's the defeat of the devil. 
you reward with good, whereas he has been rewarding you with evil. Listen to what follows next, church. If we are going to do all this, that's fine. I'll stop right here if we are going to. But listen to what he says next. As you have shown this day how you have dealt well with me, for when the Lord delivered me into your hand, you did not kill me. Look at what follows next. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him get away safely? Therefore, may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. Your enemy starts blessing you. The one who's been looking for a way to destroy you, he started declaring the blessing of God. That's amazing. That's a higher level. That's victory. Does that say anything to you? <laughs> That's exciting. I know. And now I listen to this. Listen to what he says. Not I think. I, and now I know indeed that you shall surely be king. What? What is he saying? You are operating in high levels, a higher level. There is nothing that is going to stop you from being a king. You are operating in high levels. Listen, that is such a, that is such a key for your promotion. That's such a key for a promotion in life. I hear believers joining with each other and go and say, oh, let's join together. There are problem in my office. What is this? There are some people who are fighting me. Let's, let's set fire from heaven. Not, not in the new covenant. For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. Oh, Father, we release fire upon that boss. Burn him to pieces. We remove him from that office in the name of Jesus, Lord. We release. Ah, come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Do you know if I'm called into that office, no one can remove me? Huh? Hey, I've told you many times in Genesis chapter 20, Abimelech, God approached him in his dreams. There's someone that knows how to get people even wherever they are in his dreams. Behold, you are a dead man. I want that God. I don't have to tell someone you are dead. No, God can do it. God can do it for me. Now listen, that's a high level of operation. Now look at what he says. And now I know indeed that you shall surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Was that true? Yes. Why is that so? Listen. King Saul knew principles that he could apply, but he rebelled from God. He, re he rebelled from God. The people who can look at and you can see the principles they are operating on or in, you'll see that they will live a higher, a better life. Was that so? God knows how to establish his people. But we have to live a higher life. Now let me see if I can read the, the last one. And then he says this. Is that it? Therefore say unto me now, by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. That's exactly what he did. David, listen. The person who even who came and reported that he, has, he had killed Saul, David made sure that he killed him. He says, why were you not afraid to destroy the Lord's anointed? What has happened? What happened? I think Saul and his three sons, I think there were three sons, died that day, including Jonathan. But this is what happened. At some point, King David, operating in a high life, a high level of operation in God, he asked for someone that he could show favor, uh, favor towards from the house of, of, of uh, uh, the house of Saul, and there he found Mephibosheth. You can go read in your own time the story of Brother Meph. All right. So look at this. So you come out of the natural operation of things. Prices are high. I understand that. Things are high, understand that. 
for the first time I think of a Christmas period, did the same errand, going, traveling, paid double for, for, for fuel. Double. But listen to this. This is our focus. Come up high. Come up high. So, so let's go to some scriptures here quickly. In 1 Corinthians, ooh, doesn't seem like I'll go where I wanted to go, but that's fine. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is how you need to think of coming out of the low places. First, you come out of, it says, walk in the spirit and you shall not do what? Fulfill the lust of the flesh. So this is what it means. Let me, let me give you simple, simple. I won't go, I've done teaching regarding this in the past. It says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What does it mean? If you don't want to fulfill any lust of the flesh, what are you supposed to do? Come up higher to the realm of the spirit. Now look at this in, in chapter, chapter 3, 1 Corinthians 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to canon, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you are not able to receive it, and even now you are not still not able. Why is that so? You're still canon. What is happening with carnality? For where are they envy, strife, and divisions among you? You are not, are you not carnal and behaving like me, I mean? Carnality, envy, strife, divisions is our low level. That's why mostly, mostly, mostly in every nation on earth, the political system controlled by the devil wants to divide people. Unfortunately, even dividing the church. Dividing the church, that's law. That's law. That's why we always have to come up high. Sometimes, I mean, I, I know people during like the, the uh, you know, what do you call it, campaign time and all that, uh, I wouldn't talk about politics too, mostly to individuals, many people. The hair stand, if they don't have any hair, the scalp stands, stands up. Because they, 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 are, they are divided. Actually, what does it mean? They are operating in the law, the very law government. There's a higher government. Jesus says this, and the government, the, the prophet says this, and the government shall be on his shoulder. And there is the center of the universe, the throne of God. He's the judge of all, the supreme court of all, the eternity. He's in, he's in heaven. That's where he wants his people to come up here. Don't allow strife. Don't allow divisions. Don't allow envy. Have you ever been tempted to be envious? Oh, I have. You're lying in church. <laughs> You've never been tempted with envy? Oh, you, you will be. Especially, most likely, if you, you visited, you go, uh, uh, what do you call it? The alumni, you know, gathering? Huh? And you see people, ladies usually in those places, they wear this size of shoes. Heel. And then they talk big. Hey, listen to this church. First, you always have to know your identity in Christ. You pursue that. If you are safe in that, Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Come up high. Come up high. I know there, there are people that don't, don't want even to, to go back to those alumni uh, you know, gatherings because for some reasons they feel like they're not making it like others. Till you hear people, they are driving machines, they say. And you are... I didn't say anything. Why are you laughing? I, I don't know. Are, you, are your thoughts righteous towards me? Or you, why are you laughing? I don't care. If you drive your machine, that's fine. And probably if I drove in my 850cc engine, and you have 6,000 or 5,000, 5.7cc, and I have my 850cc, which makes rounds in the city and stay pay, pay 500 shillings of fuel. That's fine. You reach the place you're going. A bit slower, though. Hebrews 5. 
Hebrews 5, uh, quickly verse 12 says this. Look at this. For though this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. What does that mean? You still live in law. And it says this. For everyone who partakes all of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But look at this, what he says. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That's another place. Full age. That is those who by reason of use of their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. I really submit that to you. The way to grow is to be a doer of the word. You cannot grow if you are not a doer of the word. You can hear all the information, but if you never act on the word that you've heard, you will not grow. A doer of the word that ensures growth. You build muscles by using them. If you never use them, you never build them. That's why some of us don't have big muscles. We haven't used them as we ought to. But we are thankful. We have spiritual muscles. Let me give you something over here that the Lord spoke to me some years ago. To come up higher. I asked the Lord some few years ago, maybe 2018, I'm not so sure. Lord, how can the realm of the spirit be a reality to me? I want that. How can the realm of the spirit be a reality to me? The first thing he said to me, take my word as the roadmap into that realm. The word of God is the roadmap into the realm of the spirit. And the second one he gave to me is, be conscious of the Holy Spirit inside of you. The treasure is in you. We have this treasure in these earthen vessels. The treasure is in you. The word of God is in you. You have that treasure right inside of you. And the third one was pray much in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. The spirit realm becomes a reality as you pray in tongues. That's not in our denomination. I'm not talking about your denomination. I'm talking about Christ. I'm not talking about your denomination. I had an opportunity to, to lead a, a certain lady, Catholic lady, to the Lord this this, this past week, actually. But she said, remember, I said, I'm a Catholic. I said, that's fine. I'm okay. I also believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. I believe Mary was the mother of Jesus. Gave birth to, I said, yeah, but I'm a Catholic. I said, I know that. I love the Lord in my heart. Yes. But he was born of a virgin Mary. He was crucified. He went to the, to the, he went to the cross. He was crucified. He went to hell and raised from the dead. And this is what he says in the book of Romans, chapter 10. I said, but I love him in my heart. I said, that's, you love him? Then, then if you love him, why don't you do what the word of God says in Romans, chapter 10? Why don't you confess him? I said, okay. She confessed the Lord. I shall like bringing the Virgin Mary in the question. It does something to, the, to those dear Catholics so that they can confess the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. So this is the second one. Did I give the third one? So I'm, I'm just giving them to you, but I've taught that in the past. Pray much in the spirit, pray in tongues. And then the, the fourth one is this, thanksgiving, praise, and worship. You'll have, you'll enter in the realm of the spirit. When you do what? You look at the word of God. Don't do anything outside the word of God. Follow the word of God. Act on the word of God. Be a doer of the word of God. It's a roadmap to the realm of the spirit. And then be conscious of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit bears witness to the Holy Scriptures, and inside of you, if he's giving you instruction, you know inside of you what he's telling you because you have his word. And then thirdly, pray much in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Tongues are for this dispensation. And if you are talking about the, the glory of God, I believe this. Speaking in tongues in the language of the glory up to another level of his presence. There are things that you cannot articulate in your understanding. Not at all. There's something that happens when you're speaking in tongues. There's a connection that comes in there when you're speaking in the Holy Ghost. I've given this several times, this testimony, but I wish it happens every day, but it doesn't. Because when you're speaking in tongues, it's coming from your spirit. But look at this. Some years ago, I think it was 2018, Pastor Carla preached, and then she said, Pastor Davis, will you give an altar call? I did, I came down here, and there are people who are standing down here. Then I went and laid hands, uh, started asking one individual, why have you come here? Why have you responded to the altar? And, and she said, she looked behind and she said, Mama Brian, you know, of a church member, Mama Brian. And I said, okay. Uh, I said it in Swahili. 
So tell me why you've come here. And she looked behind her and she said, Mama Brian. I thought, okay, Lord. I don't know what Mama Brian means. I don't know even who is Mama Brian. But anyway, I laid my hands on her. And Pastor Carlos was praying this other side. I laid hands on her and prayed for her and came back and I stood behind, I stood down here. And I looked at her and I could tell in my heart she did not receive what she had come for. I knew that. I went back to her. And all I could do was place my hand on her and speak in tongues. I did. And finished. I felt, that feels better. Listen, I couldn't. There's no connection. But in tongues, there's a connection. I may not even understand what my hair, the, the words that have come out of my mouth, I've not understand them with my mind, but listen, it came out of my spirit. My spirit knows more than my head knows. Because the Holy Spirit is in my spirit. I'm a spirit being, I have a soul and live in a body. Then anyway, in the week, uh, Sheila called me that you, you, there's someone who wants to meet with you, da-da-da-da, and uh, uh, is coming with this church, led, uh, church member and all that. So Miss Ruth and I, uh, met with this lady and the church member. And then I asked, uh, so tell us, so start giving me the story. When she went back to the house, she spoke in Rwanda and had a think of a, a bit of French. She came from Rwanda. When she went back to the house, she, she was quiet and the mama Brian, Jeanette over there, she's actually seated here. She, she asked, she said, why are you so quiet? She said, uh, let me ask you something. In Kinyarwanda, of course, okay? I say, does Pastor David speak in Rwanda? And then uh, she said, no, Pastor Davis is a Kenyan. No, he does. No, Pastor Davis is a Kenyan. Why do you say that? When he came to me, he laid his hands on me and said this. I think I wrote it actually somewhere uh, some years ago. Said this, I have called you into this place. When I, no, when I was bringing you to this place, I told you I'll take care of you. So you are at the right place, something to do like that. So I spoke it out in tongues, but I was speaking in Kinyarwanda. I wish I'll do that in every tongue. <laughs> you know, mother knee, la 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 la. <laughs> I wish I'd do that, mother knee, and I go, that hey, Park and a Bakota. You know, I wish I'd do that every day, but it doesn't happen. But it doesn't happen. The Holy Spirit will teach you things that you don't know. If you just listen to him. And then what happens is this. I spoke in Kenya, Rwanda. Then Jeanette asked, asked, asked her, has Pastor Davis ever spoken to you? I said, no, by the way, he's, he's never spoken to you. So who spoke to you? Actually, it's the Lord. Oh, really? That's the Lord spoke to me. God spoke to her. Because there's someone who was willing to open their mouth. And trust God. That's the value. One of the values of speaking in tongues. Don't postpone it. You need to speak more in the Holy Ghost. What is happening? Listen, there's a spiritual connection with this lady. And she received and she stayed here for years. How many years did she stay here, Janet? Four years. And I'm telling you that girl will dance over. At some point she'll go to learn Swahili and learn English. I mean, that, she's just sitting right over here. I think she left last year. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. She, she got baptized in the Holy Ghost. God delivered her from so many things. I wish I would say that I speak every day in that man. But listen to this. I have a connection. I can speak to God in the supernatural language of the Holy Spirit. You will break off when you do that. You'll break off the soulish realm into a higher realm of his glory. When you do that, you'll break off the soulish realm into a higher realm of his glory. Why is that so? The soulish realm is this. You cannot speak the language that you have not been taught. In essence, the language is in your intellect. But listen, when you are operating by the spirit, that barrier is broken. There are so many barriers that ought to be broken in your life. But you have to enter into the realm of the spirit and break those barriers. There are things that you cannot even speak them in your natural language concerning business transactions. But if you start praying in the Holy Ghost, you start breaking off those barriers and speak those things by the Spirit of God and you start seeing manifestation of the glory of God because you have given yourself to living a higher life. That takes faith. 
Pastor Wednesday when they came to Kenya 1987, they were in Western Kenya in Kakamega. And then they, <laughs> it was always funny. Uh, usually, Pastor, when Pastor Carl, I'm talking to Pastor Sweda and Carl, I'll tell them, you are relatives, the lawyers. Because that was the first people they associated themselves with. So I told them, these are your relatives. But anyway, they say that they'll go into homes of people, and then uh, they say, Reverend. They call him Reverend. Reverend Wade Boda. Uh, Reverend. They say, Reverend. I say, yes. You can speak in Luya. I say, I can't. But it's so easy when our children speak it. <laughs> because your child speaks the language does not mean it's easy. You understand? What has happened? You have taught them. That's the tongue they are being exposed to. But if you start walking in the spirit, listen to this, you're a child of God. You come up to a high level. You break off limitations of the soulish realm and enter into the realm of the spirit. Our response to the word of God should be that of humility and always be willing to come up higher. Let me show you some things here. I'll teach next time. Go there to... Will you please put what I've given to you? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Hebrews 4.12. Let me show you something about the word of God. Hebrews 4.12. This is how to break barriers. That you may know, are you operating in the flesh? Are you operating in the soulish, from the soulish realm? Or are you operating by the spirit? The higher realm. For the word of God is living and powerful. So what is that? The word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any, any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. So in the word of God, you start meditating on the word of God, there will be a division. You start realizing you can enter into the realm of the spirit by the word of God. And you'll break off from the limitations of the soul. It divides right there. Many believers think about their salvation but they don't leave their salvation. The ingredient is the word of God. And many believers have scriptures in their heads, but have never entered into their spirits, their hearts, to influence their lifestyle. That is called revelation. Revelation is what brings revolution in the lives of an individual. But if you have just the scriptures in your head, they've never entered into, the realm, into your, your heart, you'll have them, you'll say it. Oh yeah, I know that, I know. Even the preacher here preached. I know that scripture. Listen, knowing is acting on it. When you act on it, you are doer of it, it will penetrate in your spirit and you'll know how to enter into the realm of the spirit and experience the manifest presence of God all the time. All the time. And he said, sing songs from your spirit. Lift up prayers from your spirit. Praise him from your spirit. And I told you this, if you know you start entering into the realm of the spirit and operating that way, everything about you will be lively. It may look like you are, you, things are so tough, but you know how to enter into his presence. And when you know how to enter into his presence, that's it. When I found the joy of reaching your heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. When my will becomes enthroned in your love. That all things that surround me become shadows in the light of you. And then what happens? I worship you. Now you can do it from the spirit. Why is that? You've entered. You've known how to enter into his presence. Look at this. So, so that's the word of God. Go there to show you quickly what I sent to you, those notes. I want you to see this. To distinguish characteristics to help distinguish between the soul and the spirit. I've had those notes for the last 23 years because they changed my life. The characteristics of, go back please, characteristics of distinguishing, uh, actually to, di to help distinguish between the soul and the spirit. Because many believers are living in the soulish realm and they're not entering into the spirit realm. They pray prayers, soulish prayers. That's why they become just emotional. Nothing wrong with emotions, but we want to enter into his glory. I'm preparing you for next time when you come back to church. 
He's such a spiritual person. Amen? Look at this. Look at one of the characteristics. The soul, can I have the scriptures? You can post it somewhere. You can have it. But look at it. The soul actually is wanderings and questionings. Many people are wondering. Wondering, oh, you know, God, but, but Lord, you know, I know that's what the scripture says, but wanderings and questionings. But if you walk in the spirit, there'll be an inner knowing. You just know it. You don't need to question about it. You know it. You, and the inner knowing provides what? Sound direction and purpose. You have an inward witness concerning that situation. It's happening. It's happening. That's it. The other one is what? Wanderings. Let's, let, let's look at the second, the second one. Human reasonings. You know, if God loves me, then why? And believers who pray that God, if you love me, why is this happening? Why are you causing this to happen? Is this real love? No, you don't know him. The Spirit, when you have been led by the Holy Spirit, there's a prompting and a quickening. You just know things. Your head may try to wonder, oh, I, but does he love you? Say, oh, I do, I know. I know, I know. I've seen him do many things for me to caution his love towards me. And if there is anything, I believe the word of God and I'll act on it. Not what I feel, not what my mind tries to take me to. I just believe the word of God and that's it. Hallelujah! You see that? The soul that is not actually quick, if you are not quickened, you can't say hallelujah and problems are there. Good morning, brother. Uh, good, uh, I don't think I have any good morning. What do you mean by things have been sort of, I've, I've been answered that way. I say, good morning, sir. I don't think it's a good morning. Why is that so? Oh, you don't know the things that I've gone through. Let me tell you something. I read in the scriptures of a certain woman called the widow of Zarephath. When things don't look like, didn't look like it. Is it the, 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 whose son died? Is the widow of Zarephath? And Elijah? No, the, 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 other, the other woman. I'm forgetting. This Zarephath? No. The Shunammite woman. When the baby died, the son died, and being asked what he says, well, it is well. And I'm not talking about the religious thing that cliche people say in funerals. I'm talking about revelation knowledge. When things, listen to this, you don't tell a person it is well, it's you when you're going through that situation to say it is well. Don't tell a person whose son has died and say it is well. It's not. But if it's the person, the son, I mean the father, the son has died, and the father said, you know what, it is well with my soul, that's proper, but not you. Or you went quiet, because you're used to say, oh, we came to tell you it is well. It's not, my son is dead. But if he stood up and he said, you know what, dear brothers and sisters, though my son has died, Oh, my Redeemer lives and it is well with my soul. Who said those words? It wasn't Gehazi. It was the woman whose baby had died. Put things in proper perspective. You'll be a more of a comfort than heart. It is well the will of God has been and none of it. Let's say this. A prompting. I'll finish it. A prompting and a quickening. Go to the next one. The third one. Try to figure out things... To figure things out in your head. How can? You, you can listen to this, church. Yours and my head does not know much. No. The Spirit of God is in us. In, when you are being led by the Holy Spirit, and you want, in, in the realm of the Spirit is an, imp, an impression. And this is what I like saying. When you enter into the Spirit, you don't, you don't need introduction. You know things. You know things. Do you remember when even John, the book of Revelation, he saw Jesus, doesn't say, who are you? Hey, when you enter into that realm, you don't ask, who are you? You know this is the Son of God. You know this is God. You don't need an introduction. Look at the next one. I can put it in this perspective. 
When you meet with a person who's spiritual minded, even if you don't know them, you don't know, you've never met with them, but you share a moment with them, this is what happens. You know them. They are people of faith. I've seen that over the years. You meet, with, meet for the first time, and it's like, like Kenyans, we like saying this, you are my brother from a mother, another mother. But that is not righteous, though. That is intro, introducing men going out sowing wild oats. You should see how you're looking at me. If, if, if listen, is, you, are, you are my brother, but from another mother, it means we have the same father, but our mothers are separate. What does that mean? Come on now. I mean, the statements that you make. But what does that mean? Polygamous? Huh? Are you one of the sons that my father found out down there? <laughs> anyway, I'm not going there, but you know what I mean. Okay, go there. The, the, the soulish realm with thought ruled and is too mental. But when you know th by things by the Spirit is a revelation by the Word and Spirit, you'll know things by the Spirit. The other one is thought rule. You reason out things, but if you come into the Spirit of realm, the Spirit, the, the, the glory realm, you know things by the Spirit. Go to the next one. Self-will ruled and too selfish. The other one is God-will ruled. What does that mean? You're walking in the realm of God. You're walking in the realm of love. And I said, I've had so many times this happening. One was a recent one. I was praying for a certain lady here after the service. And, and she came to me after the service, but, but I already prayed for her here at the front. And the aunt was there, seated there. And when the aunt looked at me, she said, Pastor, just exactly what has been happening in her life. Exactly. So I said, how did you know? I didn't know that. I can tell you I'm that smart. I'm smart, but not that smart. You understand that? I just didn't know that. But the Holy Spirit knows. Listen, it's for all believers. You know the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let me see if I'll finish this. If I don't, I'll, I'll, do, I'll continue next time. Let's do the last one. Is that it? Okay. If you are being led by the emotions, you are what? Emotional, emotion ruled. Emotion ruled. But if you are led by the Holy Spirit, there's great peace. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed in you. If you are being led by the Holy Spirit, listen church, you will know peace. If you are living your higher life, you will know peace. In the midst of a crisis, you will know peace. I'll continue next time. I can tell you some of you are doing like a child. Have you ever, have you ever given much food to the child? What they do? <laughs> so I can tell some of you. There, there, there is much I can say, but for the sake of, I think I'll stop right here. But did you receive something out of this? Come up higher! This, this, this voice will be there when you're, you're about to enter into strife this week. You'll hear this voice, come up higher. Again, let me say it. If you're about to enter into strife, if you're about to gossip, this is what you'll hear, come up higher. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, okay. By the way, <clears throat> Tina used to ask me uh, years ago that when you got married, I'll, I'll start saying something. I say, uh, uh, oh, honey, uh, but, oh, no, 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 I can't say that. She said, honey, you need to tell me, what did you want to say? I'll say, I won't say it. No, but what did you want to say? You know, that spirit ruled. One day I got a revelation. I asked her, honey, you want me to tell you something that the Holy Spirit inside of me has said, I don't say it. Settled. <laughs> so that's it. So now I start saying something, and, and oh, no, I don't, I don't say that. That's fine, that's fine. What do you want to say? What did you want to say? Have you ever had, especially ladies do that, yeah? Oh, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Stand up on your feet, please. <laughs> Ladies, you all looked at me like you want to stone me. But is that so? There's some truth in it, probably. The husband knows. I thought, brothers, you're going to help me say amen. Brother Chris, you didn't say amen, amen. I, I know that. <laughs> and then you look away from Lily. <laughs> Hallelujah. Church, God wants us to come up high. I do believe there is so much that you haven't known that he wants us to experience. And it's not far away. Listen, the realm of the spirit is not far. In fact, this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Verse 6. We have been raised together with him. We have been made to sit together with him. Where? Far above. Far above. All principality and power and dominion and might. Far above. And look at this. At the right hand of the Father. How high can you go? There's no higher place than that. He's called El Elyon, the most high God. Let me give you another scripture. That's another scripture. We've been raised up right there in God's presence. Another one, Hebrews 4.16, come boldly to the throne of grace. What is the throne of grace? It's high. If we, if we hadn't enabled you and I to come into the presence of God or into the throne of grace, he couldn't have asked us to come. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace in time to help you in time of need. Higher Hallelujah. Will you just thank him and worship him? You've the one. Come up higher. Thank you, Lord. God is leading his people to the realm of his presence and his glory. The things you've struggled with as individuals as the body of Christ. will be completely gone. The struggles you've had, you can say, you know, I have anger issues or I have addictions. But as we've, we've read this, we've sung this song, in the book of Isaiah, the, Isaiah says, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord and the train of his robe filled the temple. And I heard the seraphim singing, holy, holy, holy. And he saw his sin, his inadequacy. But because he has seen the glory of God and has, has seen the glory of God, that sin was removed from him. Sin is a remover from his presence. But God loves his people. He's drawing them to himself. Come up higher. be repentive of your sins and say God forgive me the fleshly realm the soulish realm does not do the will of God does not fulfill the will of God but God is calling his people to a higher place so as you prepare to receive holy communion I just want you to, th to think of those things and the addictions in your, in your life and the things that have drawn you out of God's presence I want you to deeply humble yourself and say, God, I want a new beginning because of his goodness and because of his mercy.